This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to God is Gray, the podcast. Although I, as a Christian, believe that God resides in absolute truth, in black and white, we as people are stuck here on planet Earth contending with the gray. In church, gray areas often cause dissension, anger, and even hate. But on this platform, I welcome open dialogue, variety of opinion, and differing belief systems. God is Gray is meant to teach, inform, and simply trade stories with kindness, love, and mutual respect. If you have a story or perspective to share, please reach me, Brenda Marie Davies, at GodIsGrayXO at gmail.com. To support the cause and be a part of our community, donate to patreon.com slash gray. Now, on to the episode. Hi, beautiful people. Today we are talking to Shelby Sells of at Shelby Sells Love on Instagram. She is a writer, love, sex, and life coach, and one half of the Emotional Check-In podcast. Hello, Shelby. Hi. Thank you so much. <laughs> for having me on today. I'm super excited. Yeah, I'm excited to have you here. We are going to dive into something that I'm sure is pertinent to all of us right now, and that is just how we're taking care of ourselves in quarantine, during corona. Um, I want to get into self-pleasure because that is huge and sex positivity, but Shelby really talks about all of it, how you take care of yourself as a holistic person, which is really what sex positivity is all about. So we're just going to see where this little convo takes us. Um, And you're in New York right now. Yes, I'm in New York. Welcome to my tiny little (laughs) studio. I'm moving on the first, so... This is the last look before we're upgrading. <laughs> oh, nice. Congratulations to another place in New York. Yeah, uh, I'm moving uh, to the Lower East Side into a much bigger space. So I'm really looking forward to that. So, so many things to be grateful for this year. Dang, good. I mean, in the middle of all the crazy. <laughs> yeah. I was just telling Shelby before we started recording that I just love deferring to guests on what's really getting them excited and what they're really passionate about. And she went into this beautiful, it's not tirade, a beautiful explanation. (laughs) There was no yelling. There was no anger. No, you know, it's it's an eloquent rant. Yes. (laughs) But just about what it really means to actually take care of yourself. And I'm sure so many of us can relate to this. And I wonder sometimes if the God is Great community, if you guys think I'm just doing perfectly well all the time because I don't ever feel that I'm being inauthentic on the internet, but at the same time, I'm just not prone to show, you know, put my heart on my sleeve and be like, I really had a bad day today. So it does kind of have a hiddenness when you are on Instagram. And I know that it's true for anyone, whether you have a platform or not. So what are the, some of the things that maybe you're noticing in your community as it pertains to the internet and how much we're using our social media versus our mental health and our, and our sexual well-being and everything? 
That's a great question. So, you know, for, for me personally, I have an interesting relationship with the internet um, in terms of how you're talking about, right? Like what, how much vulnerability um, I'm willing to give. Uh, mm. And through my work, I, like you said before, I have a podcast called Emotional Check-In um, that I host with one of my best friends. Her name is Bree. And um, we, it, it's, it, it's a brutally honest, you know, for, <laughs> for the most part. But I love it. <laughs> creating a space where we're talking about these emotions and we've been doing it for a little over a year, almost like a year and a half now, probably. But there have, I have had like full on breakdowns on the show, you know, been like, I'm really struggling right now. And it's interesting because it's, it's not like I'm directly sharing that necessarily on my page, you know, but I've always had a fairly um, open and vulnerable presence online. And I feel that I've connected with my audience in that way, because when I'm open, and of course, there are some things that I keep for myself, you know, I think that that is just everyone deserves their own privacy, you know, whatever you're willing to share, however comfortable you are. Um, but yeah, this year, it's been a, it's been a long year. It's been a very interesting year for me. Um, I feel like I've made strides in my healing journey, but that doesn't always, um, it didn't necessarily look like what I thought it would look like. So in some of these more difficult relationships that I have, um, that I've had with friends, uh, with partners, ex-partners, and then also with certain family members of mine, uh, just kind of reaching a, a conclusion or more of an acceptance um, where I'm like, okay, I think I finally figured out the balance of what works for me and what doesn't. I've let go of a lot of um pain you know yeah and, and you know and it still creeps up on me every once in a while like i'm today i'm feeling wonderful i'm over the last week or two i've been feeling much lighter but um geez i mean middle of october to middle of november it was a whole different story <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well the thing that i always like harken back to when someone talks about that is how even in the bible there's a passage in um that solomon writes it talks about the seasons of life and really it's about the acceptance of these ebbs and flows and sometimes you'll be feeling wonderful and there's a time for joy and there's a time for mourning and i think that a lot of times in the practice of christianity as i grew up in it you're not allowed to fully immerse yourself in those emotions or accept them because you're always supposed to be like praying to be better and praying it away. So I think before we really get into it, I'd love to unpack two things that you just mentioned. And the first one was vulnerability um, and what you're sharing. And then the second one is like boundaries and relationships and how you're working through those. So yeah. first on vulnerability, I think it's maybe interesting to address that you're all up in your underwear, playing with vibrators on your Instagram. And I think a lot of people could look at that and be like, oh, well, that's vulnerability. Uh, if a girl is naked, if a girl is expressing her sexuality in a very specific way, then that's being vulnerable. I'd love to hear from you as someone that coaches people through things like vulnerability and sexuality, what it actually means to be truly vulnerable. Is it nudity? Is it sharing, oversharing, or is it you know, how do you find your own boundaries with that? 
That's a really great question. Uh, one, I think that vulnerability looks different to every person. You know, I mean, the thing that I love most about my work is, is that it's not, um, it's not a one size fits all, you know, uh, relationships look different to different people, you know, but every relationship is different. Um, every person is different. And I think that that is inherently unique and special. And that's what makes us all who we are. If, if looking vulnerable meant being exactly how I am on the internet, <laughs> that's just <laughs> not real. You know, like mm -hmm. I am a very unique person, not like tooting my own horn or anything, but like not everyone is built to post naked pictures of themselves online or, or be like, Hey, here's my vibrator. You know, like I masturbate. Yes, I do. I <laughs> love pleasure. I, I don't, I honestly had a thought the other day that was like, what if masturbating wasn't a thing? Like how horrific would that be? But, um, you know, I think that, wait, why do you think that? That it would be horrific if we didn't have masturbating? Yep. <laughs> Oh man. Because... I mean, I know why I think that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, the way that I look at masturbating is, uh, it's my sexual relationship with myself. Right. And I use it for so many things. I use it, um, as a tool, you know, really to one relieve stress. It's been a very stressful year <laughs> mm -hmm. and two, you know, um, really celebrate my relationship with my body in terms of feeling alive. And, uh, and really, you know, seeing what I'm capable of in terms of how my body derives pleasure and all the wonderful ways that, you know, I, I can receive pleasure myself. So um, it's fun to continuously, you know, especially over the years, I'm 29 now, I kind of got into this work when I was 21, 22, I started oh. a blog talking about sex, sexuality. And, um, so it's been a really interesting year, a lot of, or I mean, 10 years almost of learning and, but yeah, masturbation is really important. Um, <laughs> I think especially as a woman, you know, um, yeah, I, it's, I grew up religious, you know, and I, when I was growing up, um, it was kind of like the talk that I got was like, uh, you need to wait till marriage to have sex. And there was nothing about pleasure. And it was more about like, you're going to hell if you don't and um and that kind of shook me if i'm being quite frank but um i think that vulnerability is understanding vulnerability is is understanding yourself so realizing you know what your boundaries are um what my boundaries are i have a big personality i wear my heart on my sleeve it's hard for me to you know and i and i've realized over the years that you know, that those are some of my best qualities. And so I'm like, okay, I, I'm here to do that. I'm here, but it looks different for everybody. Vulnerability. Um, yeah, it, it can be a number of different things. So I guess just figuring out what that means to you and then tap learning how to tap into that more, you know, if that means speaking your truth, um, you know, speaking honestly in your relationships, um, be, being vulnerable could be masturbating, you know, um, I, I didn't even masturbate until I was a teenager. One of my girlfriends was like, you haven't done that? <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, I don't know. But then I did it and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, and it was a little awkward at first. It's awkward. You know, it's very vulnerable touching 
touching yourself, touching your genitalia and whatever, and getting to know your body and getting to know someone else's body. So, I mean, it's widespread. I feel like for me, self-pleasure has been such a journey because also it's, it's completely in tuned with your mind. Absolutely. I think especially for women. So I think a lot of things come up about, you know, certain experiences you've had or the, even the relationship that you have with your own body. Is this normal? Is my reaction to this normal? Am I doing this right? Am I doing this wrong? You know, thinking that there has to be standards. Yeah. yeah. All of these different things. Um, and then add shame from a religion and you're unpacking a lot of stuff. <laughs> and from our patriarchal society. Mm-hmm. Woo, woo, woo. I mean, I could go on forever. You know, there's a lot of shame. There's a lot of shame in sex and sexuality. And and um, and what a shame that is because like, <laughs> yeah. once you kind of like break free from those shackles and chains, you know, it like when I first started talking about sex, it was fairly shocking. Now it's become such a distinct part of my life that it, you know, it's not super shocking for me. And I feel very comfortable with myself. I feel very comfortable with my body. Um, I feel comfortable communicating in my relationships. And, and it's silly because even, you know, I have a younger guy friend and he was asking me yesterday, he was like, you know, like, just hear me out. Like, does it make you feel weird if people like, I don't know if this is inappropriate to say on the show, but like touch themselves to photos of you online. And I was like, like, asking for a friend. Yeah. (laughs) I need to know, like, does that freak you out? And I was like, I was like, it doesn't bother me. I mean, the thing is, is that I've talked to probably thousands of people about sex, you know, and I, and people masturbate to whatever they want to, you know, they can masturbate to a selfie. They could masturbate to our voices talking on your podcast. I mean, to a cartoon, to anything really. I don't know, you know, people are bizarre. And so I was like, I don't, I, it doesn't bother me. I mean, if anything, I think it just adds to my power, but my audience is very respectful, especially over the years. Um, the more that it's become about sex education in a palatable and digestive way. Um, versus just just being about sex like it's so much more than sex it's about love it's about relationship it's about communication with ourselves and with another so um he and I was like yeah everyone's very respectful I don't get people in my DM I feel like people you know from the outside they're like oh gosh you know it must be so creepy in your DMs and all of my DMs are like thank you I have a crush on this girl how do I talk to her (laughs) it's not I was like you know the other day I was thinking to myself like damn I wish one hot person (laughs) I've cultivated such a wonderful community that it's like screw it you know so yeah I've never had a slide ever which you know is not exactly what I'm putting out I guess but (laughs) Me either, apparently. I'm like, damn, I'm, I'm dropping as many thirst traps as I can. <laughs> if you want to be respectful, I appreciate that. I, I, I honor that. Yeah, I thank you for sharing that because I think that, you know, I know who we're talking to in the God is Great community and I always steer conversations in this direction even if I'm not talking to a, quote, Christian person because we have so many misconceptions and preconceived ideas about everything from 
you know, a girl that is putting up a thirst trap that just happens to be like a really short dress all the way to a sex worker and everything in between and just making assumptions about, you know, in the Christian narrative, those girls are lost and sad and looking for something and seeking. And I'm curious to hear from you, like what, have you ever had any negative uh, feedback like that from people being accusatory? And then if so, how do you think we should respond to that? And how do you think we should ingest content from creators like you from a nuanced lens that is not judgmental? Hmm. I love the way that you said that. Um, yeah, when I first started in my career, I got a lot more hate. Um, hate comments and just yeah it must have been so different 10 years ago because you yeah, you in that way would be like a trailblazer and many Gen Zers that are listening probably wouldn't even know how complicated and difficult it was to even address these kinds of things back then right oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I have um, and like family members and stuff too online that would follow me and like you know oh, no. <laughs> who are who are you know Christian and you know very religious and they were like, I can't, I can't follow you anymore. A lot of people online were like, you're a slut, you're a hell, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, maybe the cry for help thing or, or whatever. But um, the thing, the thing with me about sexuality is that sexuality is is one um, part of myself. And I'm made up of loads of different parts. You know, I have tons of parts. I am a sister. I'm a daughter. I am a friend, uh, a loyal friend at that. I'm a life coach. You know, I, I hold a, a very, you know, serious, but playful and safe space for a lot of people to explore these kinds of topics. Um, and I think that when you're talking about preconceived notions and projections and all these things. It's like, yeah, you look at my Instagram, you're like, oh God. But if you knew what the work actually looked like, you would be like, oh, it's much less sexy. And like, <laughs> right. You know, than it is actually holding space for people to um, unpack their trauma, um, unpack, you know, all of these all of this conditioning that they've had growing up um, so that they can start to understand and realize who their authentic self is and then also, you know, celebrate that. So for me now, um, I, if someone wants to judge me, uh, that's, that's more of a reflection of them than it is me. So I know who I am. I'm fully comfortable with who I am. I'm fully comfortable with my body. I know what I represent. I know what my intentions are. Um, my intentions are to, I just want everyone to have like really great, cool, fun, hot sex and have like wonderful relationships with each other. <laughs> That's it. It's 2020. The, the, the world is ending. If you can have some cool, wonderful, respectful, consentful sex, please, you know, I, I, I want to give people the tools so that they can have the most like enriching, you know, lives and relationships possible. So when I get people coming on, like, it's really rare, it, it rarely happens. But when people are judging me, or if somebody, you know, says something cruel, or they think that I'm lost, or like any of these things, 
I really have learned to kind of um, differentiate what is a projection on someone else and what is my truth. Mm. So for me, like I'm spiritual, you know, I, <laughs> does being sexual take away from my spirituality? No. Why would it? It's just one part of me when there's a, a collective of different things that make up who I am. And if you're concerned that I'm lost or that, I, you know, I'm a slut or any of these things, I, I would question, you know, <laughs> what are you so concerned about? Like, and maybe take a, hold up a mirror to maybe some other things that are going on in your life. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. It's funny the Bible, there's a Bible verse coming to my mind where someone is pointing out the speck in someone's eye and they're like, look at the plank in your own eye. And it's kind of the same thing I've noticed yeah. so often. There are definitely times when you need some accountability and someone's calling out something necessary Yeah, and, and there's space for that and you can observe it. And then there's other times where you're like, I'm pretty sure you're yelling about something you're dissatisfied in your own self. And it's not even a judgment. It's just like, okay, I think something's coming up for you yeah. that you're seeing. Even if it's just like maybe envy. I think back in the day, I wanted to be sexually free. And I, if I saw someone as sexually free as you, I probably would have thought, I would have taken on the narrative, oh, she's lost. Cause it would help me separate myself and be like oh I don't need to be that way even though I so badly wanted to be that free yeah yeah so and I mean I I understand that my work is triggers a lot of different feelings in people you know for some people it's liberating for some people it it triggers maybe some of those insecurities or some of those that yearning that maybe isn't being fulfilled you know or or whatever it is you know it's not for everybody and that's fine. You know, it took me a while to get to that place because I was like, oh, you know, if you don't want to look at a half naked girl who's giving away vibrators once a week, probably don't follow me. <laughs> <laughs> learn about attachment styles and, um, you know, I guess a more relaxed and uh, re realistic, authentic approach to sex and to dating and, and to love and what relationships could look like then you know then you found the right place if, yeah. if you just want to judge me then you know maybe that that that's your that's your thing and you know what you're allowed to do whatever you want to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah All good. um so now that we've hopefully got over the judgment hoop and I only spent time on that to be like I don't want people judging themselves and I know it's a tough conversation oh, yeah. to like jump from you're gonna go to hell if you have sex for marriage to like Yes, I can follow this girl giving away vibrators once a week and everything's okay. It's it's a yeah. leap. But yeah. that that said, hopefully we're all there together. And the next thing I'd love to talk about is just taking care of our health in yeah. the middle of quarantine. And maybe we can start with what you were talking about, about like boundary and relationships and acknowledging. Because I think a lot of people have either, have just been forced to really confront some of our relationships and seeing who's really been edifying, who's been draining mm. and me having a baby too. If, if there was any sort of drain that I could no longer take on just even time-wise, it just had to get cut. So it's been an interesting time though, for a lot of people. Yeah. I would agree. Um, I think that the silver lining of this year is that kind of just how you said, you know, a lot of us have, have, been allowed time, time to reflect um, and see, you know, 
really gauge our, our relationships. Like, are we happy? You know, there's a lot of people breaking up. There's a lot of people getting together. Um, there's a lot of fluctuation. And the other thing that you were saying about, you know, life is dynamic. So is our sexuality. And so are our relationships, you know? And so when we're told that relationships should look this way, they, you know, this is how they are. Da, 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 da. If they don't fit into this like idealized version that we've been told, you know, white picket fence, 2.5 kids, heteronormative relationship. Mm -hmm. um, then we're like, oh, something must be wrong with me. You know, something must be wrong with my relationship. I'm bad, you know, and you're internalizing the guilt and the shame of not uh, maybe meeting society's, a white supremacist patriarchal society's <laughs> projection of what you should yeah. be. Sorry, but you know, that's what it is. And so I think this time has allowed a lot of people to reflect and be like, okay, now that I have space to breathe, you know, am I happy? You know, what brings me joy? And let me look at my relationships around me. Um, boundaries are really important. And so, and kind of how you were saying, I always talk about like energy vampires, you know? Oh, yeah. So my, my coaching is based, um, I have a holistic transformational coaching certification. And so much of that practice is listening to your body, tuning into your body um, and really paying attention to that. And I think that that feeds into health so much, you know, really being able to tap into your intuition. Um, and so I always gauge it like that. I tell my clients constantly, like when you're hanging out with somebody, how do you feel afterwards? You know, do you feel uplifted? Are you full of energy? You know, are you excited? Um, or are you totally drained? Like I need to go to bed, just wiped brain on frazzle. You know, you can really tell. Um, and like energy vampires and stuff, it might not even be a a conscious thing that they're doing, you know, but some people take up more energy than others. And some relationships are um, more symbiotic or reciprocal than others, right? Yeah. And so I found myself in a lot of one-sided relationships where I had to compromise myself or my beliefs um, to be in them. And I realized, you know, that that doesn't that doesn't always work for me. You know, I'm 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 available to meet people halfway, but you know, there there has to be some medium ground. And so really for me, setting up those boundaries, having to have some difficult conversations, um, and taking some space from certain people, it's actually been one of the healthiest things that I can do. And the way that I'm looking at it, when, when I was younger, I had much more of a binary thinking, like all or nothing, black or white, you know, like, and especially now you're blocking and all these things. So I, you know, before I would be like, I can, I'm just blocking them. I'm never <laughs> you know, like, ah, and, and my emotions, high highs, low lows, I was all over the place. Um, and now in my healing journey, it's more of like a, one, not having, really lessening my expectations around the people in my life. I, but, but lessening your expectations doesn't mean not having any or not having boundaries. Um, it just means like 
I can't fit a square peg in a round hole. Some people just aren't going to be able to give me what I need in a relationship, at least at this time, what they're showing me. So kind of letting go of, of those expectations and, you know, sticking up for myself in a way um, and being like, you know what? This person isn't adding to my life and not on like a. Impressive. Yeah. Not like a bougie LA, like, not like what club like, are you getting me into? <laughs> like actively negatively influencing yeah. where I'm like, Hey, you know, I have this amazing job opportunity and then they tear it apart for some reason and make me feel bad about myself. Oh, like, yeah. People who aren't happy for your happiness, big yeah. red flag. Yeah. yeah I, I think it's so valuable to I find it really comforting getting older as well, just realizing that life is long and there can be seasons for different friends. You can be symbiotic and on the same path with someone for a minute and then you can diverge. And I think that when you, it could just be that you're both going in a little bit too much of the wrong, like different directions. None of you is right or wrong. It's just like, it's not going to flow at that moment. And just letting go of that, there's so many times in life at my age where you realize, oh, now I look over to my left and that girl's back in my life again and we're totally vibing and it's the perfect time again. So it's kind of like, it's like nothing is more classic and beautiful and sexy to me than a woman who knows when to leave a room or to leave a situation. Like when you watch a movie and there's just some like badass woman that's like, says her last line and piece of information then just walks out like that's what I love that's what I aspire to and not as like a smackdown of telling people off but just being like I read the room I know this is not working it's not serving either of us right now even if the person isn't ready to acknowledge it and we're just going to cut it off while it's still good instead of really letting things drain and die and fester and wound us more deeply and, you know, just the feeling of the, the ebb and flow, it can come back. You're not letting go of your best friend from childhood, maybe forever and ever and ever. Maybe it's just for a moment. Like, I don't know if you drink, but like letting wine breathe, you know, like, no, I drink. Let it breathe, baby. I'm like, just let it breathe, you know, and then we'll see. And it's kind of like making peace with that. And, you know, they, the old adage, like if, if they love you, set them free. If they come back to you, it was meant to be kind of a thing. Well, it's the same with people. You can't control people. All you can do is control yourself to a certain extent. Um, and so me letting go of some of those expectations has really served me this year in terms of honoring my self-worth, you know, which has mm. been a struggle over the years. And self-worth is like a learned... Yeah behavior and belief and I it's taken me so long it took me like half as long with friends and I think I'm still on the journey when it comes to romantic relationships it's hard for me to maintain my full full just mm. in my own skin after being so vulnerable with somebody you know if that person you're vulnerable with sexually or romantically doubts you in a way or puts you down in any way like I've been in very toxic relationships I find it very hard to keep that center yeah yeah I think that what's important to remember is that we all have our own light inside of us right and my mom thankfully oh I love her always told me you know Shelby you have a light 
your light is very bright and you're going to meet people in your journey and throughout your life um, who are going to want to put that out. And again, you know, you're talking about toxic relationships, toxic friendships, um, toxic work relationships, toxic family members, you know, (laughs) sometimes when, you know, being, being your authentic self, again, you know, we're talking about wellness. It's not like you reach that stage and then everyone's like, yay, you did girl, good for you. Woo. Like a lot of people don't want to see you thriving. They don't want to see you shining your light as bright as you can, because again, you know, maybe it evokes jealousy, um, resentment, insecurity in other people. And, and learning that I've had a lot of people try to take that away from me, my self-confidence. Um, I've always been myself. I think it's, you know, it's something I really love about myself. I've tried to be other people. I've tried to fit into that box that I think people wanted me to be in, but it never worked. I always end up like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what the hell? Okay. We're over the list. <laughs> are back to center. Um, but I think you can use, you, you start to, I think the older you get or just the more in tune you are with yourself, the more you start to see, yeah, who has your back and who is celebrating you versus, um, people who are trying to take away from you. And you can mm-hmm. also have conversations with friends and stuff where you're like, Hey, I need you to be a little more supportive. Like I love showing up for you. Um, and it would mean a lot to me if you could show up for me, um, in this way, you know, like yeah. I just have a job and can we go celebrate? Like you're my best friend. You know, I'd love it if you could be there for me. And if they're not there, they are, they're not available for you in the ways that you need them, people in general, then how do you move on from that? Because some people are afraid. They're afraid to let go of people that they've known for 10 years or that, blah, 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 blah. They've been dating, you know? Um, but it's kind of like when you have the evidence in front of you, you, you have the choice. Yeah. Choose for yourself what kind of path you want to go down. Yeah. And as a counterpoint, how can someone identify when they are the bull in the China shop? Because everything you're saying, I, I can see it hitting ears that are not as evolved on the healing journey being like, yeah, so I'm going to cut everybody out and I'm going to, and these people aren't serving me and I'm not getting what I need. So like, how do you see yourself in the common as the common thread? Like, do you have clients that you've ever encountered that you're like, Oh, you're actually the toxic one. And, and how to like address that with grace, even within the yourself. Yeah, I've definitely. I mean, I had a wild twenties. I'm sure I was that bull in the China shop many times. <laughs> well, I think that you bring up a really valuable point. Um, and I would even go as far to say is that we're all toxic. We all <laughs> fair. We all are. We are all capable of being toxic, of having toxic traits about us. Um, and that, I mean, it's funny when you bring up like religion and stuff, right? Because I think in my spiritual journey, uh, growing up, understanding and digesting religion, I was like, oh yeah, I'm always like, I, I have to be forgiven. I'm always messing up. I'm not perfect. And it was always this, um, I had to be perfect. And yeah. I had this, like unrealistic expectations of myself, you know, and the people around me. And then I would go around 
pointing my finger. I was a terror as a teenager. Oh, my parents hated me. They were, <laughs> well, you did that. And mm. God said, you know, and they're like, shut up. <laughs> I mean, you know, and, but that's the thing. And, and so now it's, at least in my healing journey and my relationship with myself, I've leaned into a lot of the gray area um, and forgiving myself. That's a tool that I use constantly, like self-accountability and being like, okay, where am I maybe not showing up as much as I should be? Um, and accountability is super important to me in my relationships. Uh, I would recommend people, you know, if you're listening to this and you want to know, you know, I do check-ins in all of my relationships, you know, no matter what they are. I'm like, hey, how are you feeling? You know, where are we at? <laughs> like in our friendship, in our- That's really cool. I feel like- Yeah. Yeah. Not enough people have that standard. Well, in either way, I was going to say with friendships, but also with sexual relationships, there's so much- hiding in secrecy. And yeah. I think a lot of people have a perception that like being elusive and mysterious and not as like forthcoming in their romantic relationships will keep mm -hmm. it more appealing. But then you hear like the standards of the BDSM community or something where you're just like, actually there's so much freedom in speaking the truth and saying it out loud. So everybody knows where you are in the room. And mm -hmm. then you can work from that place of full compassion and understanding where the other person is compassion and a word you said before which is just ringing in my ears is just the grace you know mm. having the grace to be like and the humility to be like i fucked up <laughs> you know? yeah and you can usually tell i mean if people start going away from you you know like people start like distancing themselves from you or it's a feeling like if, if you're in tune at all with uh, any social dynamic, you can kind of tell when someone is upset with you or, you know, if there's something going on there underlying, but um, it's a lot easier said all of these things uh, than done in practice. And I always like to remind my clients of that because again, you know, like wellness people will be like, yes, do that. And then drink a green juice and <laughs> you'll be enlightened, you know? And it's like, no, I mean, like there's there no arrival point. Yeah. I mean, I think the arrival point is, <laughs> you're like, no, I disagree. <laughs> the arrival point is just like finding peace within yourself, you know, mm -hmm. peace and confidence and, uh, compassion and empathy enough for yourself to be like, okay, I know, I know when I'm in my flow, like when I'm in my best state, I know different things I can do to honor that, you know, having a healthy diet, exercising, you know, all the, all the basic stuff that people tell you. Um, I, I listen to a lot of music. Music is a certain form of therapy for me. Um, but there's never gonna, we're never not evolving. We're never yeah. not learning and growing and changing. And I think that the more we lean into that um, and less from having to be this ideal, perfect person all the time, the, the more um, acceptance there is, the more self-love is able to grow. There's much more possibility because you can fuck up and 
your whole world isn't shattered. You know, every relationship isn't shattered. You know, there's, there's space for mistakes and, and for um, forgiveness and for doing something different instead of this like looming, you know, thing happening. And uh, like, I have a really important relationship with me that, you know, has been rocky over the years a little bit. And the other day I was having these overwhelming feelings of resentment towards this person. I don't know why, what, what are you looking at? This squirrel is so up in my face, just mean mugging me. I'm like, dude, hello? <laughs> Yeah, you're like, <laughs> sorry. I was like, are you going to come for me right now? <laughs> no, no, I'm being scary. The ones in New York are wild, so I can only imagine. I'm like, oh, oh, I know. That's why I was like, I've never seen them get aggressive, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Go on. <laughs> I was feeling these like overwhelming feelings of resentment towards this person. And mm. it just so happened that they called me and they like rarely reach out to me. So when they called me... I was like, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Don't, it's fine. Like you're just feeling this way and like journal about it and you'll get over it. And we're on the phone and I, I, they could tell something was off because, oh, hi. Because I was like, I wasn't acting like myself. Like I was like, you could, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, look, I've just been having, I'm having some feelings. I'm feeling kind of angry, upset today. And a little resentful and they were like towards me and I was like yeah honestly and they were like okay okay well what what can I do um to lessen those feelings or to you know meet you where you're at and they were like I'm not going anywhere and you know my fear I have anxiety around people wanting to leave the relationship if I'm honest with them mm, me too you know yeah. how hard it is to tell somebody that you're feeling resentful towards them? It's not easy. No, no not fun. No mm-hmm. one wants to hear that. And after I told this person that, and after their response, which was full of love, full of grace, humility, whatever, they were just like, I'm not going anywhere. It was very affirming. Mm-hmm. And then almost immediately, I was like, all of those feelings disappeared. I was like, oh, our relationship has changed. You know, it's not mm. what it was before and we've rebuilt trust and like, honestly, we're thriving. You know, there was a moment of those feelings. We talked about it and then we moved on. And I just think that like that transparency, um, it can really help a relationship. You know, a lot of people are afraid to communicate. Yeah, I love that. It's kind of like where we started with the concept of vulnerability. Vulnerability could be naked photos. It could also be telling a friend that you're resenting them. And it's funny because like Christian concepts keep coming up to me while you're talking. And like one of the things is like you have the concept of original sin, Mm -hmm. but really to me, sin is just our capacity to harm whether it be ourselves, our environment, other people. So it's it's not this like really weighted terrible thing where hell is just around the corner. And if you do a specific action, like you lay down to masturbate, then you're on your pathway to hell. It's not that. It's yeah. am I outputting harm? Am I intaking harm? And that's really where it lies. So then the second concept that comes to me in the Bible, it says, look at the fruit. So everything that you're talking about is like 
exercising even on a daily basis while you're in quarantine of like self-check-ins, check-in with friends, you're checking in on the fruit of your labor. Like, is the fruit rotted? Are my relationships a mess? Is my body feeling unhealthy or am I thriving? And I think that takes so much anxiety off of the Christian mind because us in this black and white binary thinking, there is right and wrong. But in this kind of thinking, it's like, if you're experimenting with self-pleasure and you're finding that it's opening you up to other relationships and it's improving your sex life with your partner or your husband or your wife or whatever, that is the fruit of your labor. That is good. That is something you can be happy about. It's not something you need to take all this anxiety on in. And it's the same thing with like just putting your darkness into the light. In the dark, you were like festering in this resentment towards a friend. You threw it out into the light and then the friend and you were able to address it. And I think that's just beautiful. Yeah. 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 I mean, the word that's coming to mind when you're saying this is intention, right? Mm. Like, you know, you, people generally have an awareness of what their intentions are. Well, that's funny that you say that too, because that was the first word that came up when we started talking, like when I was talking about, oh, what if people judge your Instagram or the way you're behaving on there? And it's like, we really don't, we can't presume to know the intention of somebody, but I think then you can get to know someone, you can look at what they're doing and you can assess what someone's intention is, hopefully without judgment, like hopefully it's something you're celebrating. So your intent obviously is to make yourself as healthy and like maintain the person that you're outputting in your life. You want it to mirror the person that you are in private. And I really think that's the ultimate vulnerability and that's the ultimate positive output you could have into the world. Even if you don't have a platform, it's like how you're walking into Starbucks. Are you that person when you're at home with your partner or are they disconjointed and one looks healthy while the other one is suffering? Mm, I think that that's a really important thing to bring up because so much of the internet, I think, is um, a charade. Yes. Know? Yeah. People <laughs> are like, ooh, look at my cool life. And then their real life is vastly different. Um, I like to keep mine pretty congruent, you know. Uh, and I like real life much more than I like online life. Oh God, me too. I miss you it. Know? When do we I get like, it back? I, I, love, I mean, I live in New York for a reason. Strangers talk to each other all the time. And when we're talking about judgment, I feel like that's such an important thing to touch base on because even as a mental health and professional and sex educator, you know, there can be like kind of a hierarchy there. But I mean, really, who is anyone to judge, you know? And like, no, no one is better than anybody. And everyone it is a sinner and makes mistakes. So really, if you find yourself actively judging a lot of people, then I would question like, are you really judging yourself? And like, who, who are you? I say that to my clients all the time. I'm like, look, I wish I had all the answers. I don't. Nobody does. You know, I'm here to help you. And like, I'm not judging anything that you're saying. This is a safe space. I have done a million <laughs> things, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I've done things that I'm not proud of. I've done some, you know, I, I, I have no place to judge. 
And I think that when you are having a critical mindset, having a judgmental mindset, making assumptions, anytime I find myself making assumptions, I think when you assume you make an ass out of you and me, you know, (laughs) what, what kind of mindset is that? Because the mindset that I try to come from and like the the place that I try to come from in my day-to-day and online is a place of love, like love over fear, you know, judging people. That's a fearful mindset. That's a lacking perspective. You know, you're not drawing abundance to you when you are, you know, hyper analyzing and nitpicking everybody. And I mean, I don't know what, who God is to you, but I mean, I think that, you know, in, in my reality, God is somebody who is, who is loving, you know, it, for me, my God isn't mean and harsh and punishing. My God is, is accepting and forgiving and loving. And that, that's my interpretation of it. That's how I like to live my life. I've learned that pointing the finger at everybody has not done me any good. And ultimately I was just pointing it at myself, pointing out my flaws, pointing out my inner critic voice judging myself you know and when i stepped away from that and i i i became more compassionate i grew more empathy for myself and the people all around me um the more fulfilling relationships i started to have you know yeah definitely I just thought of another stupid thing that people say. The ass out of you and me is something as an old science teacher of mine used to say. But he also used to say, when you point the finger, you have four fingers pointing back at you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it. So, you know, it's interesting. And, and really in that way, I think when you get on your like healing or mental health or whatever journey that you're on, you have to really be gentle with yourself yes. and, and think about how you talk to yourself. So much of your inner dialogue is translated to your outer dialogue. You know, yeah. it took me a long time to get to that place with myself because I was a bitch to me. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was horrible. Like mean girls, the movie to me. I'm like, uh, 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 you know, like, oh yeah, that you're this, you're that, and I'm. It's like, what? Yo, 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 chill, 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 chill. <laughs> and one of the one of the best pieces of advice I ever received was, you know, how would you talk to your friend who's going through this, you know, and having that perspective and starting because I love myself as a friend. I love showing up for the people in my life. And I'm very caring. I'm very nurturing, you know, like, I'm like, come here, come here, come here, come here. Um, <laughs> but once I started treating me like how I treat my friends and loved ones, I, I, I was shown that forgiveness. I was shown that empathy that was lacking before where I, mm. for some reason it, it never applied to me. But once I started doing that, I was like, oh, wow. And just having that gentleness Um, it was really life-changing and having a much nicer inner dialogue with myself has helped me find more peace in my relationships and just in my day-to-day when I'm by myself all the time in lockdown during quarantine, you know, it could have been wildly different. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. 
Um, this has all been beautiful. Thank you, Shelby. I want to end on something that's maybe fun, but I'm, I'm really genuinely curious about this, which is I'm thinking about sex and quarantine, getting sexy. Obviously people cannot go out hooking up with people, which I think is great. If, if this had happened during my, the height of my tramp age in my twenties, like this would have been a positive reflective moment. Yeah. Or I'd be just like a completely irresponsible with my health, which please nobody be out there doing that. I'm sure that's happening as well, which then goes back to like self-love and really taking care of and honoring the body you've been given and not subjecting yourself to illness. But um, anyway, sexting and nudes, sending nudes is like one of the most hot topics for Christians. A lot of Christian girls will make YouTube videos. And of course the answer is like, no, you'd never do that. <laughs> it's just like black and white, you don't do that. But anyway, I'm curious because I feel like I have a complicated view of it just because they can live forever. They can get reposted by other people. A guy can send it out to his group chat with his friends. Like I... I think that if I was younger and having been doing that, like I might've not had the foresight to realize, like I have horrible tattoos because I didn't have the foresight to realize these will be there forever. Don't do it. So I'm sure with nudes, it would have been, you know, nine times as bad. So what are, what are your perspectives on that? I think the golden rule with nudes and honestly with sexual experiences is like, again tapping back into your center to yourself and being like how do i feel you know like if you're gonna go hook up with somebody and you're and you're talking to them and you're like i feel kind of weird i feel like this is kind of forced or like something's awkward here then it's like maybe don't do it you know maybe mm-hmm. maybe wait um but and guys can go into that negging thing do you know what that is right are you like oh i thought you were cool you're really not coming over like if somebody is nagging you or pressuring you, I think that that is a red flag. Of course. I don't want to be pressured, you know? And look, I I am a slut. I don't care, you know? Like, I uh, I do what I want when I want. When What's I a slut? When I think, when I feel like it's right, you know? It's not a, it, that word doesn't hold any weight to me. But Yeah, um, yeah. But I think that with nudes, you know, trust is a really important thing you know are and and it's an important value to look at in your relationships even if it's just a sexual relationship do you trust the person that you're sexting you know um i would say if you don't trust them maybe take it slow and don't but if you do trust them then go for it uh i have always been like look if it ends up on the internet I have to be okay with that. Whatever I send, that's kind of the mindset that I have just in case, you know? Um, But there's also ways that you can send sexy pictures without being fully naked, you know, or showing genitalia or nipple or whatever, you know? I think that quarantine is pushing people to become more creative <laughs> right with how they connect and um and that's something to be grateful for so again i would say you know if you trust the person that you're talking to 
and you feel good in the moment doing it, then I don't see the harm, you know, but if you're feeling forced or uncomfortable in any way, you're not having a good time and you're anxious or, or, or whatever, don't do it. You know, that's, that's my general rule of thumb. Like there yeah. are some lovers that I've had that, you know, they make me feel safe. I want to feel safe when I'm engaging in sexual acts, even if the sexual acts are just via technology, you know, that is important to me. That's a value of mine. I want there to be trust, open communication, honesty, all of these things. Maybe have a conversation about the nudes before you send them be like, look, these are my anxieties around them and see how, what your partner says. Cause if, if you're like, I'm anxious about sending you a nude because what if it gets out and then your partner is really weird about it? Like what? what the heck, Cindy? <laughs> I, I would never do that. Then it's like, whoa, dude. Like, but if your partner's like, hey, look, if you're feeling weird about it, we don't have to do that. I, I'm just, I just want to spend time with you. And you're like, oh, okay. You know, so it's talk about reading the room, you know, and people, people show us who they are. It's up to us to believe them and hear them and really see them for that. So you know uh, yeah that's something the queen <laughs> queen oprah says when someone shows yeah. you who they are believe them yeah, and i think i definitely denied that many times i've definitely done so many sexual things that were just appeasing i've definitely f fallen for negging because it puts you yeah. it puts you in the submissive seat it, it kind of throws you off your your self-confidence or your like self-worth you know all of that stuff can be yeah difficult but I think it's like you said so important to check in with your body and I also think it's really important to consider um it a sex act to even just have an exchange of a sext or an exchange of a photo because it should have that weight to it it should still have enthusiastic consent and all of these other things that we talk about in sex positivity oh my god yeah I mean yeah People think that sex is just a heteronormative penis and vagina, whatever, but it, it, it really could be anything. To me, sex could be a conversation, you know? It just depends. But I think the enthusiastic consent is super important. The negging is hilarious because once I, I was in a really toxic relationship that totally tore me down, like every part of me, you know, mm -hmm. um, degraded me and belittled every ounce of who I was to my body, you know, mm. and, and then my work, like no one wants to work with you. They just want to fuck you. That that's all my partner would say to me. And I was like, Whoa, it really tore me apart. Um, and once I rebuilt, I left that situation and rebuilt my self-worth back up again, it made it, um, way easier for me to point out like the nagging and stuff because I've been, <laughs> okay, yeah. and unfortunately I don't wish that on anybody, but like I was in LA on a trip one time and I, I went to a party. Sorry, quick story. No, a, I love a story. Give it to with me. A friend, right. I had met this guy. He was so cute and so sweet, just like pure, handsome, awesome energy. Great, great guy. And we went to this party. I had been talking to, this is pre-quarantine, obviously. It was years ago. Um, <laughs> I'd been talking to this other guy on some like dating app. And it turns out he was friends with the person I was hanging out with. So he came to meet up with us. And then he saw me 
with this other guy and he started negging me immediately. I, I'm assuming because he was insecure that the guy I was with was hot and just because he's like a famous <laughs> person. He's not that yeah. attractive. But he was <laughs> sorry, whatever. Not to me anyways, but he was threatened that I was with this other person. So he starts ripping me apart at this party in front of everybody. Like, oh, like your outfit is so weird and like saying all this stuff. And I just started dying laughing. Like I was just like, and I couldn't remember what negging was. And I was like, oh my God, are you doing that thing? <laughs> that thing? And I'm like asking my girlfriend, I'm like, what is it called? What is it called? And I'm like, oh my God, negging. And I'm like, you're negging me, dude. Are you serious? <laughs> like you're real. And he is just bright red, gets so embarrassed. And I'm Amazing. like, that's so weird, dude. Why are you doing that? Like, all right, you know, whatever. And just like laughing, go off in the room with the other guy, <laughs> I was just like, you know, again, it's the mirror thing and learning, mm. you know, the more confidence you have and, and trust that you have with yourself, like it's about preserving your power, right? Like those people are trying to take away from my power. And I'm like, look, dude, <laughs> that's cute that you're trying to pull that bullshit on me. It's not happening. I'm going home with a hot guy. You know, and I'm glad you really showed me who you were first step. Like you could have been cool and we would have, you know, whatever we could see down the line what happens, but it's really interesting. I think, especially as a woman, you know, you're going to get people who, who want to tear you down. And, and when you have confidence, you know, when you have inner and outer beauty, I think again, when you're shining your light, people are always going to want to take away from that. But when you understand that and you can hold that dear to yourself, the more you can navigate those conversations and being like, Hey, I don't know if this is the best situation for me to be in, you know, and it's less of like a personal attack against you. And again, more of a reflection for them. Like, why would I take on any of your cuckoo banana energy when I'm <laughs> dealing with this hottie who's like super respectful and we have and really that hottie who's super respectful can just be yourself. <laughs> this is super respectful hobby. Exactly. I, I respect myself enough I love myself enough not to let these outside sources tear me down you know mm -hmm. anymore so I think just building on that that's such a your relationship with yourself is the most important relationship you'll ever have period yeah so working on that and you know what do you want that to look like? What, what does it look like to be your best self? Like when you imagine yourself in the future, you know, who, who's meeting you at that door, right? Like, who do you want to be? What, what kind of person are you? How can you get to be that? But like you said, grace too. Like, mm -hmm. I think that's a great theme for everything. Just grace, giving yourself space, giving people grace and space, but with its limitations. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts? Final thought is like, um, you know, the stages of caterpillar to butterfly. Yeah. Like, growth is kind of a violent act. You know, it, it, you have to break through. Um, it's not always linear. Sometimes it's two step forwards, one step back. And I think that having some understanding for yourself while you're on this journey and understanding for other people around you it'll help you, you know, um, have that grace, carry that. And uh, hopefully 
know, leave you vibrating on a really high level and attract all of that abundance and love towards you. Cause there's an insane amount of love in the world and you should be able to tap into all of that. So, you know, also if you have any questions, um, or you want to talk to me further, my Instagram is at Shelby Sells Love. So just hit me up. <laughs> yeah, hit her up, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for anyone that made it to the end. Obviously, we're both rooting for your growth and your joy in these difficult times. Um, that's it. We love you all so much. God bless.